0: Our Heels or Our Hearts, by Rabbi Dr. John Fisher. As frequently translated, Deuteronomy 7, 12 to 13 reads, If you pay attention to these laws and are careful to follow them, then the Lord your God will keep his covenant of love with you as he swore to our ancestors. He will love you and will bless you. This text begins with the word kev the title of this week's Parsha, or portion. Although often translated if, as it is here, this term is far richer than its usual translations. In fact, it is not even the normal Hebrew word for if. That term is im. Actually, "akev" is much better translated because, as the Ramban does, or as when. The idea then appears to be an encouragement to us, namely that the people, we, will in fact follow God's instructions and reap the benefits that God has committed himself to lavishing on us. Moreover, according to several rabbinic commentators, Sa'ad Gaon, Ibn Ezra, and Ancalas, there is a suggestion or connotation of reward inherent in the wording here. So the thought in our text more fully is, Here's the reward whenever you pay attention to these guidelines. Later, in chapter 28, this idea is reinforced when Moses lists the many blessings God will rain down on his people whenever they follow him. And in our Parsha, the rewards are great as well. He will love you and bless you. Interestingly, these verses sound almost identical to Yeshua's statements in John 14:21. When he says, Whoever has my commands and obeys them is the one who loves me. The person who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Certainly, this is the ultimate in blessing. In fact, there's a strong likelihood that Yeshua is actually referring to a Kev at this point. Interestingly, there's a further dimension to the term a Kev, it also means heal. On the significance of this meaning, the art scroll, Chumash, perceptively notes as follows, Midrashically, the word akev alludes to the sort of commandments that people may regard as relatively unimportant. So they tend figuratively to tread on them with their heels. Thus the Torah assures Israel that if they are careful to observe even these neglected commandments, they can be certain that God will reward them. And this, too, sounds just like Yeshua, as he reminded us, anyone who breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. It's clear God wants us to be very careful to follow him fully, even in the least of matters then there is an interesting connection of our parsha with Jacob. Akev ayin, kof, vav, is also part of Jacob's name. His name is more accurately translated, may he, God, be at your heels and be your defending rearguard. His name and its meaning are alluded to in a strategic text found in Isaiah 52 verse 12 which says, For the Lord God will go before you. The God of Israel will be your rear guard. In other words, will be your Jacob. This verse immediately precedes the introduction to the classic text of Isaiah 53, which unveils the ultimate way in which God went before Jacob and his descendants and protected us. It is the core of the blessings God showered on Jacob the man and on Jacob the people. And, if the Jacob story is properly understood, then Jacob, the Ishtam or complete person mentioned in Genesis 25 verse 27, then Jacob serves as the pattern for the kind of God-expected lifestyle that's described in our parashah. He, Jacob, is faithful to God as Hebrews eleven twenty-one reminds us. But there's more in our text. God will safeguard Rather than keep his covenant of love with you. The Hebrew translated keep, shamar, is the word used to describe the watchmen or guards on the ancient city walls, or later in history, the sentries protecting Israel's early kibbutzim. They were responsible to be alert and to keep the city's inhabitants safe. And that is precisely how God will watch over the covenant he made with our ancestors. And with us, alertly and faithfully and lovingly. In fact, the covenant itself is characterized by and described as a covenant of love, a covenant of deep abiding love as the Hebrew chesed, profound faithful love, indicates. And our responsibility is similar. Since the same Hebrew term, shamar, is used for our relationship and our response to the covenant, when it says, careful to follow. We must alertly and lovingly treasure God's guidelines. As one response at the presentation of the Torah during Shabbat services puts it, the Ark now unveils its treasure. The Torah stands there in all its richness. Notably, the covenant found in our passage is the very one God made with our ancestors at Mount Sinai, and It is called a covenant of love, not law. Chesed is a very strong word used to describe God's unlimited graciousness, overflowing compassion, and unconditional commitment to us. And it is at the very heart of Exodus 34, 6, and 7 which beautifully unwraps its broader meaning. If we truly realize that God's covenant with us at Sinai is a covenant of love, we should be even more anxious and eager to carefully safeguard and gratefully follow it. One further thought. In the Torah skull itself, this passage Deuteronomy 7.12-13 is directly adjacent to the text of the Shema. It even begins with Tishma'un, pay attention, which contains the same letters as Shema. The implication seems pretty clear. If I'm really sincere about the Lord being my God, being the only one whom I will serve, if I'm serious about loving him with my whole heart, whole strength and whole life, I will then more carefully, enthusiastically and gratefully follow all his instructions in the Torah. So we need to be far more careful to treasure and follow God's guidelines in the Torah because we love him and He guarantees that the reward will, in fact, be great, as verses 13 to 15 remind us. Shabbat Shalom.